This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is Tuesday. Dude, I seriously (laughs) don't know what date is. Tuesday, September 27th. 2022, and can you believe that it was three weeks ago that we were in Maui already? Bro, what? Man, I miss the heat. Uh, But I also miss NBA basketball. Yesterday was media day. Uh, Here's a question for you. Are the Utah Jazz a playoff team? We'll talk about that right here on the Monty Show, presented by the Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Who's the best player left on the Jazz? And why was yesterday another debacle for what is supposed to be the professional basketball team in Salt Lake City? My R&We, the Utah Jazz. It's going to be one of those shows. No comment. Uh, Kevin Durant knows who he is, and Brant Keithy is lost for the year. Were you surprised yesterday, Jake, that Utah fans, like, I felt like Utah fans were assuming that the season was over yesterday. Yeah, well, it is until you find a solution for replacing Brand Keithy. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I, I completely disagree with that mindset. I, I just think it's such a it, – it's so short-sighted. And you'll hear from Kyle Whittingham on the show today uh, talking about Brand Keithy and what he means to the club and will he come back to the team next year, all those things coming up. But we want to start with Utah Jazz Media Day here on the Monty Show, um, I wonder what everybody thinks. Just a a real peripheral, you know, surface baseline question, Jake. Mm-hmm. Will the Utah Jazz make the NBA playoffs in 2023? Um, you know, I think right now you're you're probably just a touch short. I think you know you're you're. I mean, you could contend to be a play-in team, but I think when you look at this roster. You know, there you have to see how these guys gel. You know, it's hard for me to say whether you could get into the mid 30s or low 40s with this team because none of these guys have played together really. And I think that you have to see how Will Hardy does. And and there's a lot at play. It's it's the first season of this group playing together. So I think you know the question of will these guys get to the playoffs or or you know where are the Utah Jazz going? I think it's really tough to answer right now. But but what I don't think is tough to answer is is that we know what the goal is, which is to play up-tempo basketball. I mean, that's what, you know, we've been telling you from, you know, since they started making deals. That's what is very clear with the way this roster is built. So to me, you know, it makes perfect sense that you're going to be this team that's, you know, probably not going to win a ton of games, but you're going to play exciting basketball. And so for Jazz fans, I feel like, you know, how do you feel about that? Is that is that acceptable? Is that, you know, annoying? Is that, I mean, where do you come down on that? Because for me, you know, this was always going to be the case. When you signed that Rudy Gobert contract, what was that, two years ago, I guess that would have been now or whatever. Once you signed that deal, it was always going to be the case that you were inevitably going to have to get that deal off your books. And at that point, you were going to have a decision whether you wanted to burn it down or not. But, so now what we're here. Would, but what would an acceptable win total be? Because I think one of the questions you have to ask is, what is this Utah Jazz team trying to do? Like, what is the effort? What is the energy? Where are you spending your money? And what are you hoping to get for that? Because I think that is something that, you know, honestly, if we're truth-telling about this team, I don't know the answer to that question. Like, we've seen a lot of curious 
moves. I mean, you understood what was going on with Rudy. You just couldn't afford to keep that contract on your books. Don, you got a haul in return. What do you do with Boyan Bogdanovich in that trade? That trade makes very little sense to me. Mm -hmm. You look at what's left on this roster. Why is Mike Conley still here? It is it is very curious to me that the Jazz, after the Donovan trade, it almost seemed like they were done. They took a deep breath and they were like, okay, we our work is done here. Oh, you want... You you want Boyan here? Here, throw in a, a bag of balls and we'll make it happen. Mm -hmm. That's what this felt like to me. Like, hey, we won the other two, so we can take a loss here. Yeah, absolutely. It and, felt like they hit the pause button. Yeah, and, and I just I completely disagree with that because I think that every move you make sends a message to your fan base. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I also think that this this Boyan trade, I mean, it makes you two for like seven or eight this offseason. Because if you throw Boyan into a really what I and I don't even think I'm being dramatic, a disastrous uniform unveiling, mm -hmm. um, just a lack of fan passion or or caring at this point. I'm going to say this again because I don't get the general idea that Jazz fans are exactly excited. Yeah, uh, for the season to start. Yeah, I don't. And if you look at what teams like the Nets, the Knicks, the Lakers, the Celtics, like all the turmoil that those teams have yet their fan bases are plugged in and engaged. I don't get the idea that Utah Jazz fans are particularly happy, Jake, with where this team is right now. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's it's hard to be excited because it's the unknown, and it kind of feels like you're just going through the ringer again. It feels like, feels like oh, we climbed the ladder with Don and Rudy, and now we're going back down the ladder again. It feel, you know, kind of feels like we're in that part of the cycle, if you will, and and I think the difference is, is like with, you know, like with Media Day. Media Day is a great example in this conversation. Like, the Utah Jazz are not interested in having some huge media day. They're not interested in lighting up their practice facility. And the reason for that is, you know, I mean, there's several reasons. But I think the main reason for that is because they they don't want to talk about things. They don't want to just kind of air out their dirty laundry and say, yeah, this is this is who who we are in a real honest fashion. Like in, in a few minutes here, we're going to get to all this other, what all the other teams did. And you're going to see there's a real sense of like bluntness to what these guys are talking about. It's not like just a press conference. They're like in their practice facility talking about issues and goals and, you know, just everything at play. And I really felt like yesterday, you know, the Jazz just kind of did the bare minimum. And, and I'm not trying to sit here and criticize them and hate on them, but it really felt like, you know, hey, we're just going to live stream some interviews and and that's kind of it. And not only did you just live stream some interviews for seven hours on YouTube, which is fine, the quality of that audio was so bad that we're not going to play any of it today. There was so much white noise on the audio, like, you know, buzzing, if you will, that you can't really... Listen to it comfortably. That was That's frustrating. shocking yeah. yesterday. That, and, and I, I, I kid you not, if you watched any of the live stream of the media session, you, I mean, you could not really enjoy it because there was so much noise. And this goes back to this mentality that I talk about all the time. Listen, if you want to be a small market team, act like a small market team. If you want to be a major market team and you want to be the Lakers or the Celtics or the Chicago Bulls or the New York Knicks, Act like it. Y'all feel me? It is it is unacceptable that you had a massive media event, one of the most important events of the summer of the offseason, was yesterday at, at Media Day, and it was unbearable to listen to. 
you couldn't really get any information out of their interview sessions because the line was so poorly constructed. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I thought was was disappointing was the elephant in the room was not talked about. Yeah, there was no questions that were really pointed. Yet, if I if I go to L.A., you know, I, I if I go to Brooklyn and I get Kevin Durant, who you're going to hear from in a bit, I get Kevin Durant talking about the fact that he didn't believe in the direction of the organization. And that he didn't want to play for Steve Nash anymore because he saw things that he didn't understand. I get, you know, Jalen Brown talking about how he was he was stunned and it hurt him that Ime Yudoka did what he did and was suspended for a year. Yeah. I get all of these teams, I get LeBron James saying anything less than a championship is a disappointment year in and year out in Los Angeles. You know what I got from the Jazz? I quite literally got white noise on a live stream. So I really don't know what Will Hardy had to say. It was that bad. And the other thing that is very clear is the Jazz don't want to talk about their baggage. And I think that's a huge mistake. I think it's not the mistakes you make. It's how you handle them that define who you are as a person. And when you look at the Jazz, they've clearly had missteps this, this summer. They haven't talked about them openly and honestly, so it leaves questions lingering. There's nobody asking hard, true questions because the Jazz own the media in this town. And I think that matters, Jake, because it continues the narrative that this organization is operating like a minor league basketball team. Yeah, and I think that there's no... The the bigger thing to me, and and this is sort of a, a big picture thing, the bigger issue to me is that there's no pressure for them to act like a major market team. That's the thing to me, like... Imagine the imagine the climate that you would have in sport in in the sports landscape here if the media leaned on the Jazz and were like, hey, like you asking like real hard nosed questions, like, hey, notice that everybody everybody's wearing purple today. Where's the yellow jersey? Where's the black jersey? Well, I I think like, that's no- that's a very interesting point by you. It, it wasn't lost on nine out of ten people that there were no yellow jerseys yesterday. Yeah, like there, and that's kind of what I mean. It's to me. Like what I would say to the Utah Jazz and their and their you know front office team or whatever their media people what you know however you want to characterize it the people that handle things like media day and things like media relations just talk about it just say hey yeah you know what the we thought the highlighter yellow would be great but it turns out it just didn't work out great for us so we're gonna play this season with them and then we'll probably have a fresh rebrand or a fresh colorway or what you know whatever you want to say like. Like, I get it. It's never fun to talk about, you know, have an egg on your face, essentially. That's not fun to do, but at some point, we all do it. And so, my frustration really isn't even with the jersey thing. It's more about, like, like there's a lot to talk about. Like, I don't think it's a stretch to say this was the most important event in the franchise's history. Like, I don't think that's a stretch to say with where you are. Think about it. You just traded potentially the best duo you've had. Potentially, like if you put Rudy and Don up against, you know, Stockton and Malone, there are people that would tell you Rudy and Don would win that matchup. Oh, for sure. Right? For sure. So to me, you just traded away, you know, arguably the best duo you've had in the franchise's history. And I think the best player you've ever had in the franchise's history, all winning aside. And you're doing your media day. And we get white noise on a line. We don't get the practice facility filled up. I can't hear what your coaches are saying. Like, it's just, it's not... It's it, frustrating. It's, and so for me, it is frustrating. When I look around the league, because again, remember, I'm not a Jazz fan. We just cover this team. So I have the ability to say, okay, here's where the Jazz are. 
Here's what the rest of the league is. Like, I'm, we're going to laugh our ass off today at something Kawhi did during his media day, and it's funny as hell, but we don't get those moments with the Jazz, and I think that's a mistake. Yeah, that's I, what I think the issue is. I think when you, you know, when you, when you watch the way the rest of the league was put together, let, let me play this LeBron bite. And we're going to talk Lakers in a while, but I, I want you to understand how the rest of the teams in this league handled media day and then compare that to what you got from the Jazz. Here's LeBron James talking about winning as a Laker. Injuries, unfortunate circumstances. Right. Are you motivated to get back to that spot? Absolutely. You know, there's a, definitely a chip on my shoulder, um, a chip on our shoulder. And, um, you know, just wearing this uniform is unacceptable. It's just unacceptable not to be able to compete for a championship. And I know that's that's long-term, and that's something that we're not going to talk much about. But listen, I could look right up there, and it speaks for itself. <laughs> there they are. Right? See, that's LeBron James. On what what is what did you see in that picture? And here's why this matters. That's LeBron James talking about the expectation is winning, being asked those questions on the Los Angeles Lakers television channel. Yeah. Another great point. Wearing their new gold uniform. So they handled Media Day well on their own TV channel wearing their uniform. Talking about and in that interview, it was a, a wide-ranging interview where he talked about they've lost far too much. Yeah, we, we have not accomplished or achieved. And it's remarkable that then you flip over and you watch the Jazz who are live streaming on YouTube, which is a viable platform and there's nothing wrong with that. But you completely botch that. So all of this to say, I actually think there's a lot of exciting things around the Utah Jazz. I actually think the players in this group on this roster is truly exciting, and I'm actually looking forward to preseason NBA. I'm looking forward to the season tipping off because I want to see what Jared Vanderbilt turns into. Yeah, I want to see, hey, is Jared Butler a bust? Is yeah. he done? I want to see, hey, how long is Malik Beasley on this team? How long is Mike Conley on this team? How long does it take Danny to turn this thing around and get back to winning? Yeah, like There's a lot of exciting storylines that the Utah Jazz are hiding from. And that's the thing that I don't understand. Why are you hiding from that when we've got Boston Celtic players yesterday talking openly, honestly, and directly about Ime Udoka? Yeah. When we've got Kevin Durant talking about why he demanded a trade and Kyrie Irving saying, hey, dude, guess what? When I put my 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 I, I picked up my player option, it was really awkward that right away Kevin Durant, you know, asked for a trade. Um... Like, they're having all these great, open, honest discussions, and we don't know what... About things that are, frankly, a lot more difficult to talk about than where you are yeah. as an organization. Like, the Ime Udoka stuff is hard to talk about. And we're hiding yellow uniforms. <laughs> that, so, so that's why what I say... What are we doing? It's not like... Uh, and I always say this, and I and I say it because I want to emphasize it. Like, it, we're not... The, the plan when we were talking about this in the vaunted pre-show meeting behind the scenes was not to hey, we're just going to roll out and criticize the organization. But I do think it warranted talking about it because it was just such a stark contrast. And I even think with some of these other clips, like the feel of it, like media day is supposed to be at your practice facility with a full slate of like booths and fun but things they, to they, do. They, they streamed for like six, seven, eight and, hours. And I'm cool with that. I'm fine with it. Jake, I it actually, was seven hours, like, eight it, hours. I know, but the problem is it's you're amazing. missing everything, dude. What? I get it. You sent your guys out to a soccer pitch, and everyone thought that was the best thing since sliced a, a bread. A soccer pitch. Cool. 
Ryan owns RSL. We get it. There's a built-in relationship. That was easy for you guys. But I'm telling you right now, it's about doing things you don't want to do. You don't want to pay people to set up a full media day. You don't want to pay an audio tech to make sure that the audio line doesn't have a bunch of white noise on it. And I can actually hear Colin Sexton and Will Hardy talking about what, you know, what they hope this season is going to be. That's the problem. Less of us, more of you. What did you think of Jazz Media Day? Was this a big deal? Are you excited about the Jazz? What are your thoughts on the Utah Jazz? We're going to get those in 15 seconds after you hear from the advocates. You've been in an accident and now you're injured. Though it wasn't your fault, you now have to deal with getting your car fixed, mounting medical bills, and insurance companies who don't play fair. But don't worry. The experienced team at the advocates are here to get you the support you need. There you go. Make sure you uh, get to utahadvocates.com. The Monty Show always presented by the advocates. Utah injury attorneys, utahadvocates.com. Don't forget, you never come out of your pocket to work with the advocates. You only pay the advocates once they win your case. Free consultations, no big retainers. Listen, the advocates know that you didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you need somebody to fight for you when you've been in an accident. That's why you go to the, the advocates, utahadvocates.com. Com. Let's get your thoughts in here on the Utah Jazz. Are you excited about the Jazz? Are you looking forward to the season starting? First one in this morning, Kurt Myers. Kurt, good to see you, my friend. Dave Heath, how are you? Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, will the Jazz make the playoffs? LOL, no. No. Is it such a ridiculous question to ask? Look, Kawhi. Wait till you hear this new Kawhi laugh. It is. Kawhi Leonard yesterday was unintentionally amazing. Hey, Claw. Um, my, <laughs> my point is, is it a ridiculous question to ask if the Utah Jazz are going to make the NBA playoffs? Well, I don't think it's a ridiculous question. I don't think it's like unfounded, but I, I think the problem is they're not the problem, but like the crux of the situation, the conversation is that all offseason, what have we been hearing? We've got Danny Ainge. We've got Justin Zanuck, even Ryan Smith at one point talking about how the goal is to win championships and you know like Danny yeah. and, and Justin as an example are are basically mirror images of themselves in the media basically just saying that that they didn't feel like that Donovan and Rudy were championship quality which by the way I do agree with and I appreciate that 100% but I think that the Utah Jazz um just I don't know man you just have to do it like bigger and better I I, you do. I they're I really, when I was thinking about this conversation last night, you know, I was really struggling with the concept of this is an NBA organization. Yeah. Like, this isn't like the XFL. This isn't like minor league sports. This is XFL. Yeah, this isn't like, this isn't like, you know, live golf, right? This isn't like some minor league, doesn't matter, who cares type thing, right? That's not what this is. This is the NBA, man. This is Salt Lake City, like, I feel like sometimes that's lost on the organization. Like, hey, you are the big ticket in town with all due respect to BYU and Utah. Like, when the Jazz are hot, this is a basketball town. And I don't think anyone disagrees with that. So when I talk about this stuff, I just come from a place of, like, I just want more because I know you can do more. I know you're capable of more. And you have a new owner who allegedly is some tech billionaire. Like, start acting like it. Start doing things. That's what I want. So can they make the playoffs? I don't know. Are they going to start operating like a major market team? Is the rebuild only going to take two years like it would in Boston or maybe Los Angeles or, you know, other markets who could be aggressive? I don't know. That's why I think this big market question 
matters so much because if you operate like a small market team, it's probably going to take you five or six years. If you get aggressive and you actually come through, then it'll probably take you two seasons. So can they make the playoffs this year? Probably not, right? Can they be exciting? Yeah, probably. They're probably going to be fun to watch. But that doesn't mean you're a winning basketball team. I think that there's a better chance that the Jazz can make the playoffs than people give them credit for. And obviously, Eric's being sarcastic. But I think they can make the playoffs. I think they can be a playing team. I do. And we'll have to see what happens at the trade deadline. And Because I'm a little surprised that Mike Conley's here. You know, I, I've heard a lot that Mike Conley, um, you know, just didn't have a, a, a genuine suitor. Uh, that they would like to have traded him. And I think he would have been involved in a Boyan Lakers trade, um, but the Lakers didn't want to give up that extra draft pick. So he's not. Kanai Johnson, good morning, KJ. Top of the morning, fellas. So it looks like we're keeping Clarkson and Conley as of now. I think Jordan Clarkson genuinely wants to be here. Yeah. I think the La I think the, the Lakers wanted him, and I think the Jazz didn't want to deal him. Honestly, Neville93, what's up, buddy? Says, yes, Jazz talk. Yes, sir. We like it. Jesse Harsh says, uh, morning, boys. So you mean our young ragtag group of misfits and scrappy underdogs and a rookie coach with nothing but a ball and a dream? Yeah, 12th seed. <laughs> wow. Damn, bro. Jesse Harsh Damn, is tell in. Tell me how you really feel, bro. He is in. Billy Lee, good morning to you. He says, definitely not, I think, around 25 wins. Well, I wow. mean, that 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 may be a reality. I don't know. I, I think the trade deadline is also going to be a big deal for this team. And and I think that, you know, overall, you, you have this situation where they need to continue to make moves. My biggest fear right now is that it's kind of what you were describing earlier. Like, hey, you made the Don deal. You made the Rudy deal. You made the Royce deal. And you made the Bogdanovich deal. We have our opinions on those. But my point yeah. is, is that, okay, now we're at the starting line. If you really think about this, you had to move that money. You had to change your organization and, and, and lower your cap hits so you could bring on flexibility. Justin Zanuck has talked all about that in his one-on-one -on -one or whatever that they did, you know, oddly enough, at you the know. practice facility. Like, you know, so being that you have flexibility and you're a young team and you're, yeah, probably a 25 to 35 win team right now, my point is, what's next? What Now what is the direction? Because it's not good enough just to sit here now and medal at 25 wins. That's my big concern. We heard all about how you got a ton of draft picks now. You've got a you've got a war chest of of capital and assets and things to make deals with. Okay. So you're going to start the season like this, totally understandable. But by the trade deadline, I would expect this team to look a little different. I would expect this team to have made Get another better. couple of deals, you know? So that's what that's my biggest fear is that they're just kind of going to chill right now and and just kind of see how the season plays out and not do anything at the deadline or not do anything significant. I'm sure they will make deals, but nothing significant. You know, I, I think one of the things that's really clear to me, and I, I, I don't know what you guys think about this, but one of the things that's very clear to me is on the floor, this team won't be boring. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly think that could be a saving grace for this team. But you look at comments like this, definitely not 25 wins. That doesn't give you a lot of hope that the fan base is excited. But if you're a Utah Jazz fan, I would tell you to be excited. Yeah. I think that you're going to have a lot of interesting players on this roster and a lot of good things to look at. I would be excited about what this Jazz team is doing. Yeah. But these events leading up to it, I think, are... They're not exciting. Teddy Wayman, good morning to you. He says, good morning, guys. No, I don't think the Jazz will make the playoffs. Mark Rasmussen, good to see you. Ninth seed. Jeremy Bolton, what's up, bud? Good to see you. Sebastian Almeida says the talent is there. 
I think they will play to win, and whatever the end result is, they're good with it. If the playoffs are in, then someone was better than advertised. If not, more lottery balls. Yeah, and, and but to me, so to me, more lottery balls. Like, but to me, as a Jazz fan, like I wouldn't be happy with that mentality. I'm not even saying you're wrong about that mentality. That no, I don't may, think he's wrong that, at all. Like that may very well be the case, but to me, that was not the bill of goods we were sold. The bill of goods we were sold was, hey, yes, we, we you know, we got to make changes. We got to get our money back in the right place. But we're going to turn this thing around, you know, really inside of like two or three seasons. That was kind of the messaging. So if that is the mentality, I do have a problem with that. I got to be honest because we weren't having a conversation about, well, if we make the playoffs cool, if not, then we'll be a lottery team. That Basically, what you're saying there is the end result doesn't really matter. I mean, right? If that's no, essentially there's, there's what, we're, that. like, what you're saying. If, if you're like, hey, yeah, cool. If we make the playoffs, if not, we're a lottery team. Well, yeah, but thanks. Isn't that the worst part about where the Jazz are? You're just, people are writing you off. You're you're not, I think your chances are better because I think, you know, truth be told, I think you are you still have several deals you're going to make. I, I can't believe a year from now Malik Beasley's still on this roster. I can't believe when the NBA trade deadline passes that, uh, Mike Conley's still on this roster that that these veterans are still here because it doesn't make a lot of sense to have those guys on your team. I, I also truly do not believe that the Utah Jazz are tanking. I yeah. don't. I don't see that. Yeah. I think the Jazz are absolutely rebuilding. I don't see that this team is tanking in any way, shape, or form because, again, I think when you're putting all of your hopes and dreams on a, a seven-footer that weighs 114 pounds – um, you're you're in a world of hurt. And I think Danny Ainge said it best when he said, hey, I'm too old to completely, you know, tank and rebuild this team. But now, let me tell right? you I mean, now. that's that's yeah, the God's honest truth. Point. It's a great that point. That is the God's honest truth. Yeah. Um, you know, that I, I just don't, I don't see it that way. So it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. Football at 50, 10 of the hour. Every hour on the Monty Show is presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Woo! Boy, it feels good to be like back talking NBA yes. and Utah Jazz. Man, you got that heat. It does feel very good. All right, let's talk Hurricanes. Um, I now, don't know why people live in Florida. In my infinite greatness, I've provided you guys a Doppler radar graph here to show you Hurricane Ian. God almighty, look at that thing. Are you kidding me? So as you can see, we have Tampa, which is where TV12 is at. Thank you. Uh, and, and then you've got Orlando, which is squarely in the center of this thing. Yeah, Tampa Bay is moving their operations to Miami to avoid Hurricane Ian. This is crazy. I would just like to ask, beyond the fact Florida man and Ron DeSantis who Florida man. are pretty much the same guy, uh, why would you live in Florida? This is insanity, man. The size of this hurricane. Gnarly. I mean, like they're all the, the, the flooding in the streets of Miami. If you think about Havana, Cuba, if you think about the Bahamas, Puerto Rico, you yes. look at now the state of Florida. You're done. They're already floating manhole covers off of their hole on the streets of Miami. The storm surge is that bad. And they're saying that by Sunday, it will have caused catastrophic damage yeah, dude. to Tampa Bay. And that that's why Tampa is likely moving to Miami and going to play their game in Miami. I, I don't even know what you do here besides move out of Florida because that's, that's terrifying. That's Look gnarly, at that. bro. Like, that you're is, done. That's terrifying to me. 
I don't even know what you do with that, but... It, That's it, like hundreds of miles wide, dude. Be cool, man. Hey, by the way, real quick question for you. Is Mike McCarthy getting enough credit for what's going on uh, with the Cowboys last night? Now, does he get credit for this? Oh, this is CeeDee Lamb dropping a wide-open touchdown. Like, bro, But what? at least he owned it. Like, are you kidding me? Look at that. Uh, no, didn't catch it. Oh, let me smile and tap my chest. Come on, dude. Like, I get I get really burned out on everyone hating on Mike. Like, I'm not sitting here saying Mike is somehow the best coach in the NFL or he deserves a ton of credit, but certainly this guy is not solely at fault for the Cowboys' struggles. This is a this is supposed to be a staple wide receiver. Hit you in the was it that it hit you in the hands? Like, C D Lamb's a great talent, but he's got to stop dropping his balls. Wow. Andy wow. should catch footballs when they're thrown wow. to him as well. Um, I don't blame Mike McCarthy for the failings of the Dallas Cowboys. He's certainly part of the problem. At times, his clock management, his play yeah. calling, like, sure. Last night, the issue was that he had wide receivers who couldn't catch the football. Yeah. You're without Dak Prescott. By the way, do they have a quarterback controversy now in, in Dallas? No, because you're paying a guy hundreds of millions of dollars. He's going to play. And, and, and it's unfortunate for Cooper Rush. He's played well. He looks good. But you're just, there's not, good. there's not, I don't care what Jerry says, you're not going to sit Dak Prescott behind Cooper Rush. That's so not you, there's no way, shape, or no form chance. in any way that you nope. would bench. Nope. That you would nope. bench Dak Prescott. I'm not sitting down. What did he, What is he getting paid? Like 40 a year? $800 million. Like, you know, you just, you're not sitting that money down, dude. It's not happening. Uh, by the way, Warren Franklin says, I live in Florida, uh, but it's beautiful down here. Bro, yeah, where do luck, you man. live? Are you in Miami or like stay where safe. are you at? Yeah, seriously, stay safe. Seriously. BTS Dance Studio says Ron DeSantis is a terrible guy. Don't. Please don't. No. Don't. No, don't. I, I, he's, he's great. I mean, you know. Uh, which hurricane was worse, the actual one or the uh, Canes play against Middle Tennessee State? Seriously. I mean, bro. Bro. How, you hired the the savior coach. What happened? Yeah. Why? No. You know. Uh, you know. Uh, got a skyscraper watching their practices. Tough to install anything and keep a competitive advantage that way. Not. You're not wrong. Uh, they could gel at a good time and push the play in. Maybe. Well, maybe. I don't know about all that. Football 50. 10 to the hour. Every hour on the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's Pizza, maybe uh, you should get a triple pep, bro. No one goes all in on made-from-scratch freshness like Papa Murphy's. Because when you go all in, people notice. Go all in with the triple pep pizza for just $11.99. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. Yep, make sure you use the promo code MONTY25, M-O-N-T-Y, MONTY25, and get 25% off your order of $25 or more in the Papa Murphy's app. Wait until next week. Oh, yeah. the new We saw the new commercial for Papa Murphy's. It's fire. The pizza that they're promoting is going to blow your mind, frankly. Hello, it hey, is. Man. Mrs. Monty rarely does jumping jacks. Right. She saw the new Papa Murphy's pizza, and she just instantly started doing jumping jacks and leaps of awesomeness and <laughs> ecstasy, which usually she saves for me because she's married to me and I am her triple pep on a nightly basis. But this time I threw my pen on the floor and she got excited about it. And anyway, cool pizza coming out next week. The Monty Show. <laughs> Come on, Kawhi. Can you tell what that is? Yeah, can you hear it? 
<laughs> I don't think you can. I don't know. And we're going to debate it. We're going to debate it. We're going to debate it because he definitely rolled out a laugh. The Monty Show is presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Uh, simply put, the best injuries attorney in the injury attorneys in the business, the Advocates. And it's because they know that when you're in an accident, it's one of the most difficult days or times in your life. If you're injured and you're trying to get healthy, you can't be fighting the insurance company who their only job is to make sure they pay you as little money as possible. And really, their only job is to hope they pay you none at all. That's why you go to the Advocates. UtahAdvocates.com. Let the Advocates battle the insurance company for you so you can focus on getting healthy. Don't go pay some huge retainer. There's no consultative fee at the Advocates. Your consultation's free. You only pay the Advocates when they win your case. You get healthy. The Advocates will fight the insurance companies. UtahAdvocates.com. I think the biggest story this morning um, in sports, Jake, is without question. Uh, Utah Jazz Media Day was yesterday. Um, it is great to be talking Utah Jazz basketball. And again, I think the question this morning is just your overall sentiment about the Utah Jazz. Are you excited about the Jazz? Are you looking forward to it? Because I got to tell you, I actually am excited about a lot of things around the Jazz. I'm excited to see what they do with guys like Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt. Is Jared Vanderbilt a foundational player on a championship team? Is Walker Kessler that guy? Is Agbaji that guy? Like, who on this roster is here when the Jazz win a championship? Because I think within the next five years, if they don't win, they'll be playing for one. Mm -hmm. Who on this roster is going to be here? I think that's a really critical question. And I think you have three, four guys... What is Colin Sexton? Is Colin Sexton going to represent the Utah Jazz in the All-Star game, Jake? Because I think there's a chance he will. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got a shot, no doubt about it. I think that Colin Sexton is is a perfectly good talent. But again, I need to I need to see improvement from this organization in the developmental category. Like you can't you can't bring in all this talent and be like, oh yeah, we're developing guys and then not have Colin Sexton be in the All-Star game or not have, you know, these guys improve. And and I get it. It's David Vizdale's first first year here. So we need to see what that looks like. How how does the developmental plan change? That's what I want to see. So can he get in the All-Star game? Absolutely. I think the guy's got talent for days. But talent isn't the only thing that gets you over in the league. Decision-making and shot selection and, and not turning it over. And, like, there's a bunch of stuff that goes into that that Colin needs to improve on. But what I do think is a big upgrade is defense. The guy can play defense for days. And I think having hardworking defenders on this team is definitely something that hasn't been present in the last couple of years. Yeah, I am. And, you know, this is a conversation we should have. Like, I look at this comment from good old, well, Jeremy Bolton first, because he knows what I know, that Alex Caruso is an amazing player, right? At the top paid, most overpaid players in the league. Alex Crusoe, Alex Crusoe, Lisa Wilson, <laughs> and Alex Crusoe. By the way, yes, somebody asked me yesterday if I was still trying to get Lisa Wilson on the show. Yes. Mm -hmm. In fact, we are. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, when, don't you mean if the Jazz win a title? No, I don't. I believe that in the next five years, the Jazz will come very close to winning a championship. And I think that there's a real good chance that they're going to win. And I think that it is not if, it is when. And I think that's that mentality that I always talk about. I think you have to have a championship mentality and yeah. you have to believe that you're a major market team. I don't know the financial struggles that this team is going through. And I can tell you talking to Utah Jazz um, sources inside the organization, there is frustration that money is being spent in the way that it is, not related to basketball talent, but you know, video production, 
that they don't have like a fully developed plan on a daily basis for creating things like media day. Like there Mm -hmm. is a real frustration. There was real frustration around the lack of money that was put into the Jersey reveal, the lack of planning. That's one of the things I hear about all the time. Like we don't plan anything. We just kind of fly by the seat of our pants. We take three days to plan a Jersey reveal. That's the thing that's frustrating to me. I have to think that Ryan Smith is going to get that house in order. It's got to happen, right? The basketball side of things for the Jazz is on solid footing. There's no doubt about that. With Danny and Justin Zanuck, I don't think there's any doubt that they're moving in the right direction. Is Will Hardy the right coach? I don't know. The jury's out on that, but you feel like he has potential to be um, the right guy. They've got a bunch of young dudes on this roster. This is a year where, frankly, if they won 12 games, nobody would really blink an eye, right? Right. So this year is a proving ground and a learning ground for Will Hardy. But that does not mean that it's okay not to have a championship mentality. Yeah, You have to roll into this season believing that this is day one, week one, month one, season one of our run to a championship. That's the mentality you have to have. If you do not do everything on a day-in, day-out basis as though you are the biggest and baddest MFer in the business, you're doing it wrong. And I don't care if you're a postal worker, if you are a FedEx driver, if you're a nurse, a doctor, a lawyer, operate as though you are the best in the business. And guess what? Your mindset all of a sudden changes. You are what you are. That's what the Utah Jazz are not doing. Mm -hmm. They are not operating as though they are the best franchise in the business. So they're not. They are not telling themselves on a consistent basis, we are the best basketball team in the NBA. So they're not. We're the best front office in the NBA. So they are not. Nobody does jersey reveals the way we do. You're right, they don't. And that's not a good thing. Nobody does media day the way we do. You're right, they don't. And that's not a good thing. Yeah. This jazz team has to stop operating as a small market minor league franchise and stop, uh, you know, start operating as though they are the Lakers, the, the, the Knicks, the Bulls, like the best of the best. You have to operate like that to become that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm frustrated with. And I, I, you know, I see some people being like, why are you guys so negative? I, it's not being negative. The thing that you know about this show is you're always going to get the truth. Negative, positive, whatever it is. The blunt, unadulterated truth in Utah sports is what you get on this show every day. Yeah, The Jazz botched another one yesterday with Media Day. It was first the jersey rollout. It was the media, you know, the way that they've handled the media through a summer of tumult where your fans were pissed off and insecure because you traded their two favorite players you know. and you really said nothing about it. Yeah. And now you have media day and you really don't widely make it available to people, right? Like you don't make it so that all of your 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 media can be there. You don't make it so that the questions that need to be asked are asked. Kind of skate around that. Oh, we're not really going to talk about that. Yeah, and I think it's 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 not all on the jazz either. Like I I, I think you're I 100 agree with what you're saying, but I also think you know the media and the relationship to the jazz is not, is is one we've talked about a lot on this show, and I don't feel like the culture in the media here is one that that puts the jazz in a position where they have to do it big, where they have to do it at a at a you know frankly an NBA level. I mean I I hesitate to say that. That feels like kind of an asshole thing to say, but. I kind of feel like it's true from like, you. Yeah, like I, I know, can't I, I, it. I know, I'm I never that guy. I know, it. I'm I'm Mr. Nice Guy on the show, but I just I just can't 
I can't let this one slide because you're you're and we should play some of this like like let's compare and contrast like like to what we're talking about so people don't think we're just crazy here like you I mean I, I don't know which one you want to play here but you know you look at some of these look and, at that listen to this Kevin Durant bite because I think obviously the Nets were I don't know one of the most awkward situations of the entire summer yeah and because Jake is a Utah Jazz media guy we don't have the Kyrie bite but listen. Okay, I'll move on. Listen to this. Thanks. I love you. He's only got like 50 bites here. Here's Kevin Durant talking about, you know, his situation with the Nets. I know I'm that good that you're just not going to give me away. So uh, that's one thing I did appreciate about Sean and Joe. It's like, yeah, you're too great for us to give you away. Just that easy, that simple. So um, I get that. I know who I am. I get that. I know who I am. How about uh, How about Anthony Davis? being asked if he can uh, play all 82 games. Just the past couple of seasons that I've had, um, I won't say they're bad, but it's not, for me, it's not, okay, you, you know, good healthy. year. Exactly. Yep. So um, my personal goal is just, one, as much as I can play all 82. And then, um, two, get back to the level of basketball that I know I'm capable of playing. Which and is? The, which is being elite and dominant. You know, and then if I if I do that, I think the rest take care of itself. You know, if it happens, it happens. But like I said, my ultimate goal is, you know, I'd rather have a championship than defensive yep. player of the year. And like, I'd rather have those. But like if I said, my personal goal is to be on the floor for every game um, and get back to the dominant elite basketball player that I know I am capable of. And they straight up asked him, and note, that's on the Los Angeles Lakers television channel. At the practice facility with everything on going the floor, on behind them. On the floor, right? Wearing their, their purple and gold, living the brand. The, the guy who works for the Lakers asked him, hey, you haven't played a lot of games. Like, are you happy with it? Like, they're asking these guys direct questions like, you, you look at Jimmy Butler. Jim, one of the weirdest things about this offseason, and if you haven't seen it, I warn you to put your hands at 10 and 2 if you're in the car or if you're making breakfast, maybe be careful with the heat because Jimmy Butler's hair is shocking. I mean, I think we straight. Um, PJ's a traitor. I tell him every single day. Uh, but I love that guy. I love um, everybody that I've gotten the opportunity to play with and learn from. And um, we're back at square one, you know. What is that hair? Bro, what are you doing, Jimmy? What is that hair? Having and, fun is the name of the game. And then, of course, there is there is Kawhi Leonard and John Wall. This is the kind of thing that I wanted from Jazz Media Day yesterday. And we used to get it like back with Joe Ingles and like yeah. that when you know when the Jazz actually had fun and they weren't like all concerned about everything getting out. Look at this with Kawhi Leonard and John Wall. Hey, Claw. Oh, some new balances for sure. You got to spread out your collection a little bit. They Kobe's also. You good. <laughs> <laughs> the awkward Kawhi laugh is amazing. You got to spread out your collection a little bit. Hey, Claw. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, that's remarkable. And I think that's what, so when I say that Jazz Media Day was another lost opportunity, 
You got none of that. Yeah. None of that. Like, you needed a media day. You need that fun, ridiculous stuff. You didn't have media day. You had press conference day. Yes. On an audio line with a bunch of white noise that made it incredibly unenjoyable to listen to it on YouTube. We even listened to it in the car when said radio station was trying to play it, and it was awful because not only was the signal rough, the line is rough. We were listening to... um, Jake and Ben yesterday, Ben Anderson and Jake. And they're trying to play a Mike Conley press conference. They're playing it live. The noise is unbearable. And it's you can't hear him. You cannot hear him. So they come back and Ben Anderson literally says, well, Mike didn't talk about it, but he said your mom, your dad, and your cousin. And Mike Conley had just said, well, you know, your mom, your dad, and your cousin. Like, they couldn't even hear it, so they misquoted him being misquoted. <laughs> and I remind you, they're right there. They're there. They're the, that's, the, that's the jazz radio station. You're not live on the floor at Media Day? That, like, And I understand it. Hey, I'm a, obviously, we're on YouTube every day. I'm a huge YouTube guy. There's nothing wrong with streaming your media day YouTube on YouTube. YouTube wasn't the issue. No, it was the it, quality and the lack of. It was the Utah Jazz, like, part-time media guy. Who, who the f*** is that guy? Who couldn't set up a malt box correctly, a, a box where everybody plugs their microphones in, so there was white noise on it. And oh. you couldn't understand what the guys were saying. You never saw a basketball floor. You didn't see guys dribbling a ball. Like, look at this LeBron clip. This is like, where is this from? And maybe it's out there and I missed it. If it is, I apologize. Where is this with Walker? Let's go three quarters this way. That's great. Where is this awkwardness that the lake? Look how awkward Russell Westbrook is right here. That's so awkward. Yeah. They had to ask him, and you didn't see it there, but before that clip, yeah. they said to him, hey, we need you to move closer to your, to LeBron because there was like a foot of space between them. Yeah. Where is that stuff? That's what I'm saying. Like, yes. The Jazz continue to miss these opportunities, and I don't understand it. Yeah. And you know what? Every day that you don't go to TridayTrading.com slash Monty, you're missing an opportunity. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You Utah, know? Utah Jazz Talk on the Monty Show presented by TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Again, yesterday I was asked on Twitter DM by somebody who said, please don't say my name. But a guy said, hey, is Triday Trading legit? Is that real? Absolutely, it's real. Yes. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Go register for the webinar. It's free and no obligation. You watch the webinar and you make a decision. Hey, can trading daily, can day trading get me out of my nine to five grind and make me the money that my, me and my family deserve so we have that nicer house? My kids have nicer clothes. We get that family vacation that everybody else takes. Yeah. Absolutely, it does. Stop searching through every side hustle and get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. No matter where you are, they're a local company right here in Lehigh, Utah. Ryan and the guys at Triday Trading are great. We spent so much time talking to them, learning about their process. But if you're in if you're in Florida, I see a guy. If you're in New York, no matter where you're listening to this show, and I know we have a global audience, go to Triday Trading. You too can take their program 
it is so easy. You just register for the webinar and then you make a decision. You're going to register, you're going to watch the webinar and you're going to say, you know, this doesn't feel like a good fit for me. Okay, great. Walk away from it. But nine out of 10 people that watch that webinar fully understand that day trading can get you out of your nine to five. You can stop getting on that hamster wheel and making somebody else money. And hey, what am I going to, how many bills can I pay or not pay when I get paid on the 15th? Yeah. That's a terrible spot to be in. Hey, can I afford school clothes this year? What am I going to do for Christmas this year? Stop worrying about that stuff, man. Stop worrying about the price of gasoline. Start making the money you and your family deserve by day trading and do it with trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Get there today, register for the webinar, and then make a decision, Jake. I think it really is that easy. $273 a day. That's all you have to make to make $100,000 a year. So $100,000 a year seems like a huge number, but you break it down over 365 days, that's $273 a day. Yep. You can do that. That's not that hard to do. It's attainable. No, no. It's not that uncommon. Yes. If you're not making six figures, if you're not making $100,000 a year, yeah. ask yourself why not? Because you deserve that money. You work hard, man. And that's why this whole thing, again, I, I know we say this every day, but I want everyone to hear it. Like We only chose to partner with Triday because it's no obligation. They're not asking you to commit. All we're asking you to do is literally go to the link on the screen. Put the link on the screen. Uh, oh, it's right there. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Go to that link and watch the webinar. Once you do that, you can make the decision. And that's why I believe in the product because let's say you do decide to move forward. Hey, this is a fit for me. I do want to explore this more. They're going to give you the education and then they're going to give you their money to learn with. And if you make money, you split the profit until you feel Man. confident enough to do it with your money. And that, to me, is the beautiful thing about it. How many opportunities do you get in life to go and learn a new skill with no risk involved? There's like, I don't know where it's that awesome. opportunity is, man. It's it, it truly is an awesome program. Yeah. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Don't take our word for it. Watch the webinar. Register. It's free. It's no obligation. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. And the final thing I'll say is the number one thing that people ask me about is, hey, do they give you ongoing help or do they just turn you loose? I don't know what I'm doing. The way that the Triday Trading Program works is they teach you their technique in day trading. They teach you how to you know, use their system to make good money for yourself, but you get coaching. You have a coach that works with you on an ongoing basis. You're never just turned loose and hoping for the best because when you're hoping, you're, you're not actually educated doing using a system. We don't hope, we do. And that's why I say go to tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Let's get your thoughts in here as we talk Utah Jazz basketball. Warren Franklin says uh, Dunkin' Donuts is shutting down at 1 o'clock today. That hurricane in Florida is real. Damn. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Warren, when you're looking for something to do, when you're hiding from the hurricane, just be safe, man. Be cool. Just take, I mean, take it seriously in Florida, folks. It is... That is, and I know we have a lot of Miami Heat fans that watch the show. Just, hey, can, just be cool. Can we get Kamal's comment right there on the screen? Can, Where, we get, can, can I? Or can I? Is it can I? Jake should have helped them out with that audio. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad yesterday. Like a lot of fans were. That's frustrated. why I didn't pull it. Honestly, I'm the one who creates all these all these sound bites and stuff. That's why I didn't pull it because 
I felt like it was that bad. It's more white noise than whoever's talking. And, That's and the problem. And by the way, it's interesting that comes up because we do a lot of that kind of thing. Yes. We do a lot of sound. We do a lot of live streaming for people. Video editing. We do like, a ton of it. This The thing that I want you to understand is this is not hard to pull off correctly. Yeah. It's not hard. You, you quite literally just need an internet connection and you need your audio guy to set up a box in the way they did it, which I think this is a huge mistake. The way they did it is set up a table, have a backdrop, and let people ask you questions. Instead of have the players on the floor taking pictures, have a desk for your guys to sit down and do radio, and then have them do group sessions with the media who don't need your molt box, they hold a microphone up for you. Yes. That's what they should have done. Instead, they put a box where you plug all the stuff into and they set it up incorrectly. So the live stream was a was a a, a video wise it was fine. Quality wise for the video portion it was fine. The audio was the issue. Oh, James Knight. Great to see Bob Marley suiting up for the heat this season. Dude, look at <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding. Look at Jimmy Butler's hair. I mean, I think we straight. Um, PJ's a traitor. I tell him every single day. Uh, but I love that guy. I love um, everybody that I've gotten the opportunity to play with and learn from. And um, we're back at square one, you know. I don't get it. I could be wrong. And I'm open to the idea. Yeah. That I could be. Could you imagine me in dreadlocks? No. no. Oh, my God. Nope. Like, nope. I don't know no. what Jimmy's, I don't know what Jimmy Butler's well, Jimmy, doing. Jimmy, here's what Jimmy knows. Jimmy knows he is the team and can do whatever he wants. So he's doing whatever the hell he wants. I'm not a dread guy. Obviously, Jimmy is, I guess. That's cool. Yeah, I I guess. I, I don't know, man. I, I think that is, that's crazy. It's out there, bro. That's crazy. Um, I do want to seriously get into this conversation about who's winning and who's losing. Because I think when you look at, in all seriousness, I want to play this Kevin Durant drop again. And just to ask yourself. What team in the NBA is better than the Nets? Because I don't think there is one. I know I'm that good that you're just not going to give me away. So uh, that's one thing I did appreciate about Sean and Joe. It's like, yeah, you're too great for us to give you away. Just that easy, that simple. So um, I get that. I know who I am. So I'm just asking. Yeah. What team's better than the Brooklyn Nets right now? Because I, I don't see. I think they are head and shoulders the best team in the East. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, when you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, you know, I think that's a huge thing. And then, you know, obviously, you know, if we give Ben Simmons the benefit of the doubt that he'll play seventy games this year, you know, he'll play a full slate. Another great example of a guy yesterday at media day talking about, hey, I'm ready to go, and you know, physically, I feel as good as I felt in a long time. Like yeah. Ben Simmons available talking about mental health. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, the, the thing is, the thing that I would say about it, like from a media day standpoint with the Nets is you understand the storylines. You understand like what, what people, the media, the public, your fan base wants to talk about. And I think that that's, that to me is the missed opportunity. Like with yeah. the Jazz, I would want to you know, I, I, I give the Jazz credit for putting out more content. Like, if you go to their YouTube channel, they've been doing small pieces, like two, three-minute pieces. Like, that thing about going to, you know, Rio Tinto, I think that was last week. They did a thing on Will Hardy. Like, you know, you look at their YouTube channel, and they're doing some things, and that's great. But I think there's this big misnomer in, in the content creation world, especially in sports. People think that you can just throw out anything, and it'll be fine. Like... 
like, hey, you can just do whatever and it'll be fine. Like, you can't just do whatever. You, there, there should be, and maybe this is the bigger issue, there should be expectations of what the Jazz should be putting out or what the Nets or the Lakers or whatever organization or team, you know, RSL, you know, whoever, the Bees, the Grizzlies, BYU, whoever you want to point to, there's expectations, and you got to live up to those expectations. And when you don't, people need to talk about it, which is why we're talking about it. So I think when I hear Kevin on Media Day say, hey, yeah, I know who I am. I know how good I am. And he said in another bite, you know, at a different point that, you know, he he that he felt like they were losing games they shouldn't be losing when he was out. And which it, is so what he said was, Kevin Durant got rolled up on and he hyperextended his knee. Yeah. And he had a knee sprain. So he missed 10 days straight, 10 games straight. Kevin Durant said, we lost games doing things we shouldn't have been doing that cost us games. We lost games we shouldn't have lost because we were doing things we shouldn't have been doing. And it made him question Steve Nash. And it made him lose confidence in the organization. So he said, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. But I think all that's water under the bridge. I'll go back to the question I originally asked you. I think they're championship medal. Yeah, I think well, my point, the point I was getting to is that when you hear Kevin Durant talking about this stuff, it tells me that he's back in the right mindset. It tells me that, you know, yeah, stuff like that is water under the bridge. That was kind of the point I was trying to make. Like, they captured those moments, and now I know, okay, yeah, Kevin's locked in. Kyrie seemingly is locked in. I get to Kyrie see Kyrie talking about how he wants to earn another contract extension there. Yesterday, Kyrie Irving yeah. said, yeah, I know this is it. I'm ready to earn a contract extension. The and, and I don't know how many people saw that pretty much now across all of North America, the mask mandates and the vax mandates have been lifted. Yeah. So Kyrie can now play in every building in the league. Mm -hmm. He's ready to rock and roll. You talked openly about that, that he felt like um, the vaccination, his refusal to get vaccinated Heard his trade. Like, I thought this was one of the best bites at Media Day yesterday was Kyrie Irving saying that he felt like he was really close to being traded, but he had, like, two suitors. And we talked about this on the show. We had heard this from NBA yes. sources that people didn't want to pick him up because of his baggage. And Can he you blame said, him? Well, no, I can't. But Kyrie said, I understand that this Vax thing Hurt my reputation. It damaged me. It cost me $100 million. Yeah. And he said straight up, I need to to overcome that. And I want to earn a contract extension in Brooklyn. Like, to get to get there from where we were... It's pretty damn good. It's crazy. Yep. And when you look at Joe Harris yesterday saying, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm 100%. There's no excuses. Which, by the way, by the way, this reminds me very much of the, the kid who quit, Dallin Holker, who quit the BYU team a couple, yes. last week. What did every BYU player say when they were asked about that, including Harris Lachance on this show? We can win with him or we'll win without him. We love him, but he's not here anymore. Yep. What did we get out of the Nets yesterday? Yeah, I'm ready to go. No excuses. You know, no excuses. Yeah. No excuses. Like, there are no excuses this year when you have Kevin Durant uh, making $44 million, Kyrie making 37, Ben Simmons making 35, mm -hmm. Joe Harris making 19, Royce mm -hmm. O'Neal making 9.2. I'm telling you, this is the best team in the East. I'm a huge believer in Philly, and I, we, we've talked about that ad nauseum. Yeah. I'm a big believer in Philly. Let's settle this right now. I think Philly's got a trade deadline deal that they have to make if they want to win a championship. 
If they make that deal in Tobias Harris, God bless him for being the highest paid player on that roster. Donnie, please. But if they make that deal and he's now the fourth option or fifth option and Tyrese Maxey shows himself to it, because it really should be in Philly, Joe one, Tyrese two, James Harden three. James Harden joking he lost 100 pounds, which I thought was hysterical <laughs> at media day. Zion. Zion Williamson yes. talking about his weight loss. Yes. I think there's a lot of things changing. The Eastern Conference is going to be a battle. That Celtics thing yesterday, good Lord, dude. They all they all talked about how they were crushed. The Boston Celtics yesterday talked about how they were crushed, which is amazing to me because you can get crushed pepper amongst the seasonings at Barbecue Pit Stop. Bro, you're on your it, game today, bro. What do you mean? Damn. You know. Um, you, you've got to get to any of the five Utah locations for barbecue pit stop because those guys, a really support this show, but B my wife did it again yesterday. Used the kinder taco seasoning on some ground Turkey for us. I had a lovely bowl that you will be paying for all day today of corn <laughs> and turkey meat with Kinder Taco seasoning that we got at Barbecue Pit yeah, Stop. Yeah, it was bomb.com. And listen, I know that we talk about Barbecue Pit Stop ad nauseum on this show, whether it's the Asada seasoning that crushed some yeah. wings. You look at Barbecue Pit Stop, and I get it. Yoder smokers, Traeger smokers. I'm a Traeger guy personally. Love oui. the brand. We. Oui. Okay, we get it, Rooster. I'm Maverick. You're Rooster. Right. I get it. Okay. The point is... I'm a Traeger guy. Ironwood885. Love it. It is unbelievable. I'm telling you right now, the best part about Barbecue Pit Stop is a tie for first. The seasoning, spices, rubs, and sauces can't beat it. The guys that know how to smoke and what you need to use, the best seasoning for chicken or pork or brisket, steaks, turkey, mm -hmm. they know how to get the job done at Barbecue Pit Stop. You can chat with them on their website, barbecuepitstop.com. BBQ, and you see it on your screen, 1T, bbqpitstop.com. Or go into any of their five Utah locations from St. George to Logan, Lehigh, Layton, and uh, Salt Lake City in Murray. They're just good people to do business with. They know what they're doing. Barbecuepitstop.com. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. It is 7.30, talking uh, NBA. So do you agree or disagree? I think the Brooklyn Nets are the best team in the East. Yeah, I think they're the best team in the East. I think they have the most talent, and I think that Kevin Durant is still the best scorer in the league. And I think when you have a Kevin Durant-level player on your team, it's hard to argue that they are the best team. But my big concern comes in when we talk about these guys playing together and how it's all going to work out. Like, you know, you need Joe Harris to be reliable in the corner and stay healthy. You need Ben Simmons to play, you know, at least 65 games. I'd love to see him in the 70s this year for games played. You know, I, I, I would love yeah. to see, you know, from the get, these guys work together from game one to build the chemistry. Because honestly, like, it can't, like, I felt like a lot of times last year it was just run and gun. And then when they had to play half court, it was like, all right, we're working the offense, but we're not really getting anywhere because we're not playing as a team. So let's just give it to Kevin and, and he'll, he'll bail us out. And that's why Kevin had a bunch of 40-point games, you know, with all due respect to Kevin. Ideally, he'd be 30 points a night and have eight or nine assists, let's say, or maybe maybe not so many assists, but more rebounds. And other guys are scoring and contributing because the goal is not to have scoring championships for Kevin Durant. The goal is to have balanced offense that is efficient and easy so Kevin Durant doesn't have to work as hard so that, so that Joe Harris can get those six or seven attempts from three and knock down four of them 
and two of those four were wide open looks in the corner because they ran good offense. That's what you're trying to do. And so if they can put it together on the floor and it works properly, yeah, I think they are by far the best team in the East. But I still maintain the edge that they got to figure out to overcome is the chemistry piece because Philly has it. Um, Boston has it. You know, Miami's got it. Not that Miami, I think, is a contender to win the East. But no, oh, no, I would saying. agree with that. Yeah, no, but I you, agree with you on you that. You get what I'm saying is like they got to find the chemistry. Yeah, I'm interested to see that chemistry word is so often thrown around. And I know that we we tend to just use it interchangeably. But one of the questions that I have is who's actually got chemistry? I, I Like if you start in the West, like I look at Minnesota, I have no idea what that team is going to be. Honestly, that's either going to be like a juggernaut that's impossible to beat or that's going to be a team that's really going to struggle because of chemistry. Yeah. I look at the Golden State Warriors, it's over. They've got chemistry. They're going to the playoffs. They're probably going to contend for another title. Yeah. Seriously, you know what you have in Minnesota. you know what you got. The question is coming in Wiseman. Like, to me, that's the one of the more fascinating things. The Clay, Dre contract stuff, that's all going to work itself out. What about Andrew Wiggins? Can you now count on Andrew Wiggins to carry your team? There's all these questions, but they're all in the positive. Yeah. So I look out West, and the other team I think you have to talk about is the LA Lakers, Jake. And I think you have to talk about them because of what you because of what you saw um, yesterday at Media Day. And I think when you listen to LeBron James talk about winning championships, if if you're a fan of a Western Conference team, this should terrify injuries, unfortunate circumstances. Are you motivated to get back to that spot? Absolutely. You know, there's uh, definitely a chip on my shoulder, um, a chip on our shoulder. And, um, you know, just wearing this uniform is unacceptable. It's just unacceptable not to be able to compete for a championship. And I know that's that's long term and that's something that we're not going to talk much about. But listen, I could look right up there and it speaks for itself. <laughs> there they are. You know, and I happen to be a part of one of those trophies up there. So but it's about putting the work in, you know, every single day. You know, we want to come in with our hard hats on and put the work in. And if we can do that, then we'll put ourselves in a position to be able to compete, you know, every single night at a, at a championship level. Man, that's terrifying because he's saying all the right things. And then you listen to Anthony Davis. And I, and I think when you listen to Anthony Davis and you hear him talking about all 82, again, I just say, when you when you hear this Anthony Davis by tell me that this is not terrifying. It's the past couple of seasons that I've had. Um, I won't say they're bad, but it's not, for me, it's not, okay. You know, good year. Exactly. Yeah. So um, my personal goal is just one, as much as I can play all 82. And then, um, two, get back to the level of basketball that I know I'm capable of playing. Which and is? The, which is being elite and dominant. You know, and then if I if I do that, I think the rest take care of itself. You know, if it happens, it happens. But like I said, my ultimate goal is, you know, I'd rather have a championship than defensive yep. player of the year. And, like, I'd rather have those. But like I said, my personal goal is to be on the floor for every game um, and get back to the dominant elite basketball player that I know I am capable of. <laughs> That's terrifying to me. What Honest I don't like there, though, what I don't like is how hesitant he is. You said it to me last night before I went and found this. We bike. were all we were listening. We were listening to Laker Media Day. We were listening to the replays that are yeah. available everywhere on the internet. Thank yeah. you. Uh, and he was asked straight away, "Hey, do you can you play all eighty two games?" 
And he hesitated. He was like, well, uh, you know, uh, you know um, um, he wouldn't just come out and say, "I'm my goal is to play all 82 games. He wouldn't say what Kyrie said. Hey, I know it's a prove-it year. I got to earn my contract. Hey, I know I'm in, yeah. I've been injury prone. That's got to come to an end this year, and I'm going to do my damnedest to do that. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, man, I think it is. The Lakers are terrifying. Marlon Shaw gives us a $5 tip. What's up, Marlon? Appreciate you, buddy. He says, thanks for the props for us in Florida. I'm settling in for storm and ready to go. Just hoping not uh, for not much power outage, dude. Please be careful, man. Like really take precautions. You look at this storm. Look at that thing. And you can see it. Miami's getting the storm surge now. The eye of that hurricane is supposed to landfall um, up in Tampa. And if you look up the coast in Tampa there, I mean, that is a massive storm. The entire state is, is going to be impacted. The eye is going to run up the west coast of Florida, then, yes. and then it's going to jot across the state. Yeah, the, in Florida, there's two very different ecosystems in Florida. I've spent a lot of time there in my life, frankly. Um, the Gulf Coast, which is the Gulf of Mexico, so Tampa, St. Pete, is very different than the Atlantic coast of Florida. And the way that storms impact, when they come up through the islands... They, you know, when they go over Cuba, Warm waters. you know, Belize, you know, like you, you get the Havana. Yeah. You, it goes right over Havana, Cuba. Like those things are crazy storms. Yeah. And you just, you just go back to what happened in New Orleans. Like everybody on the Gulf coast the, in the Southeast part of this country is terrified by this storm. Yeah. It's supposedly going to track where it makes landfall across Tampa. But you're already, if you're in Miami, you're already seeing storm surge. So please, Marlon, be careful, dude. I know that you don't need me to tell you that, man. But really, be cool, bro. Like, keep us up to date on on your situation, man. I'd love to to hear. And if you're, Marlon, if you're on if you're on Twitter or Instagram, tag me, dude. Like, like find me and let me know um, how things are going. We'll be thinking about you. Brett Burnett says, uh, Jazz likely make another trade or two. We'll buy out a player or two to save money. We'll get uh, to 15 soon enough. Well, you're going to have to make a trade. Yeah. My guess is you're going to have to make a trade. And my my guess is you're not going to... I highly doubt that you're going to make a trade with Mike Conley now. Mm-hmm. My feeling is Malik Beasley's the guy. From what I've heard and what People are saying Malik Beasley is probably that guy. Right. But you're probably, I mean, one of these young guys has to go. And it, it, I mean, if you look at, you look at Jared Butler, man, there's not a whole lot of reason to keep him on the roster at this point. Nope. I mean, if you, if you really look at the build of this jazz team. Yeah. What's the reason to keep him on the roster? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there is a big reason. I think that it's another one of those, hey, we drafted this guy and we want it to work out. So we're kind of, you know squeezing the fruit as much as we can, if you will, to try to get the juice, but it's not happening. And I think that, you know, he's a classic jazz example of someone who's probably going to go to another organization and flourish. Yep. I, and I, and that's unfortunate. Yep. Totally agree. James Knight says uh, with Harrison Mills on the pruner, KD will be extremely effective. Well, Patty Mills is, is ever present in their conversations. I mean, he's a guy that last year, I think is James, you're well aware in Australia, um, James, for those of you who don't know, James Knight is in, is in Australia. I, I, I think Patty's one of those guys who proved his worth on this team. You need that knockdown shooter that Kevin Durant likes playing with. And it's very yeah. clear. He likes playing with Patty Mills. So Joe Harris needs to show he can be counted on Yes, because the injuries have started stacking up. Cody Strickland. Good morning, buddy. He says, I didn't know golden state warriors were in Minnesota. I'm not sure what that comment means. Did I yeah. misspeak? Uh, Josh Lovern says West. 
James Knight said, I had to check if it was on TNT with all the Lakers grabs. Nah, funny. See, because the Lakers are always on TNT. Right. Uh, you know. Um, M. Morris says, got some hair work done. Who got some hair work done? Uh, good morning, San Diego State Aztec says from uh, NorCal. What's up? Where in NorCal are you? Uh, Boyd Lake says, Anthony Street Clothes Davis. I'll believe it when I see it. Agreed. Yep, Agreed. totally. Uh, Brent says, Jacob, uh, Jared Butler will be bought out or traded with a vet. Hate to see Clarkson traded. Jazz have too many guards. Well, you've kind of flipped the script now. Yeah. I mean, you look at the way this roster's built, and I think, I think Malik Beasley has tremendous value around this league. Mm-hmm. Honest to goodness, he has yeah, turned he himself play. into a legitimate three-point threat. Um, I again, I will just say the Lakers have tremendous interest in him. Yeah. So I would not be surprised to see that that a deal with the Lakers get done. Uh, JP says Danny Ainge always operates this way. Differences in Boston. He had trust because he had history there. There isn't that. That isn't the case here. By the way, did anybody see Danny Ainge hanging out at BYU the other night? Yep. That's a basketball junkie. That guy is a basketball junkie yeah and I actually think and we'll talk college basketball on the show obviously I think there's a big year for BYU basketball I mean the basketball issues in this state are just so perplexing Utah and BYU should be far better than they are and I I just I wonder what year one of these programs breaks out and becomes elite again that that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. Uh, Mike Maple says they sent us home from Florida a week early. Glad to be home avoiding that hurricane. Yeah. No kidding. Right. Brent says lots of forwards and likely gay bought out or traded to Boston. I think, I think Rudy Gay is clearly a target to be traded. Yeah. And he's I a mean, malcontent right now, in my opinion. Well, he just doesn't fit on this team. Yeah. You know, and he, it, I don't know that he's a malcontent currently. He clearly was a problem for Quinn Snyder at the end of last year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and Danny was, was, was there for that you know I I just I don't see a whole lot of guys on this roster right now that the Jazz are just outright cutting yeah I mean I don't think you're outright cutting anybody I mean I think there's a lot of value and opportunities you know for moves and stuff but that's why I say like you know we're now at the starting line of building this team into a championship winner because you you made all these you know the Bogdanovich the Donnie the Rudy the Royce trades with intent, you knew why you wanted to make those deals. But now Danny's Danny Ainge's job is just beginning because now the hard part starts. What do I do to put together a championship team? And this is where Danny Ainge has to go to work. Yeah, I look at the bottom half of this roster. You know, the guy that makes the most sense is Saban Lee. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got they got paid for him already. So, I mean, the Detroit, I don't know how many people saw on that trade. Detroit sent the same amount of money that Saban Lee's contract is at right so I mean they got paid for him that makes a lot of sense to me Jared Butler makes a lot of sense to me and frankly Yudoka Azubuki is just not an NBA player yeah I, I just don't see those three guys obviously are the the most obvious choices but yeah. I I just don't I don't know what you do if you're Danny Ainge I don't know what you do in in what you value right now because I mean there are trades out there that you could you can make Jordan Clarkson's got four four teams that would really like to add him. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that Dallas, the Lakers, Chicago, and Philadelphia would love to have Jordan Clarkson. Right. I mean, it, it is. Yeah, it I mean, is, he's a bucket off the bench. There's no doubt. I mean, he is a valuable addition to any bench. Yeah. And you look at what, like, one of the, the rumors that's been hot lately is is Jordan Clarkson and the Chicago Bulls mm-hmm. because they need a proven bench scorer. Yeah. And I, and I actually think the Bulls are very interesting, obviously, as a um, more than casual observer of Meyer and we. Right. 
Um, Jerry Reinsdorf's not dead yet, um, and he hasn't sold the team, so we won't win championships. <laughs> Maybe Tony La Russa can coach the Bulls. And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. <sighs> My point is, um, this is a very interesting year for the Bulls. I mean, you have a lot of you have a lot of players that do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But what do you make of what do you make of Demar Derozan? How long can he play at a high level? Um, is Zach Levine a guy you can count on health wise? Well, how long are you going to be in a playoff window and not win a championship? That's well, the thing. I mean, and you just yeah. how long are you going to be in that window with Lonzo Ball's knee doing what it's doing? How about I mean, Leangelo and Lamelo in uh, Charlotte? In Charlotte, Leangelo's going to get a shot in Charlotte. But I mean, I look at the Chicago Bulls as a as a real suitor. Um, you know, for for I you know I I Mike Conley probably makes too much money, but they need a a a an upgrade at guard. And you look at guys like, and this is Alex Crusoe. You're asking Alex Crusoe to do more than he is capable of doing. He's not a guy that you need to come off the bench and score. Yeah. Right? But you have a young guy in Io DeSumo in Chicago. Jordan Clarkson's a huge upgrade as a six-man. So that's absolutely the case. You look at the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, if they add a if they add a, a, a Jordan Clarkson to that team. Yeah. That's dangerous. They're they're dangerous now. You yeah. you add a if Malik Beasley winds up in Los Angeles, they're absolutely dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I think the the East, you know, you know, for teams like Philly or Brooklyn or you know you know Boston, you know, whoever you want to point to in the East, I think you know picking up guys like Jordan Clarkson to be your six man is always you know a viable option, always something that you're considering and looking at. I I just think that. My big thing with the Jazz right now is don't just make trades just to make them. Like, don't just make, like, mercurial, like, yep, we're making this trade because we need to make a trade. Like, I hope that the intent behind the trade still remains alive and well because, frankly, the Bogdanovich trade just wasn't one of those. It just felt like you did it because you had to do it because you didn't want bogey to be in camp with you yep the monty show presented by the advocates utahadvocates.com the best injury attorneys in the business damn right it's the advocates utahadvocates.com football at 50 in four minutes uh big update on brant keithy and gunner romney for you on football at 50 and we'll have an update on this hurricane situation with the tampa bay bucks as well uh four minutes on football at 50 but i i think when you look at uh, when you look at the Bulls, I, I think one of the things that you have to, you know, that you have to ask is, you know, the same question that Kenai Johnson's asking. What did Chicago offer for Clarkson? I, the problem is the salaries are very difficult in Chicago. Yes. You go from Lonzo Ball down to Alex Caruso making $9 million. Um, you go to, you know, a guy like Patrick Williams doesn't net you. Jordan Clarkson, right? Like, I mean, that's not, you're not going to, you're not trying to trade Pat. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the most obvious candidates are, are Kobe white. Um, and I think you, you get down the roster a little bit and you look at a guy like a Javante green, um, you know, but you're not, the Chicago bulls are not trading IO DeSumo. Um, you know, you're not trading, um, you know, you're you're not trading anybody at the top of that yeah, like roster. Like Kobe White would be a fit here in Salt Lake. Well, I mean, he, I, I he think, fits in with what you're doing. Certainly, I think Kobe White, but Kobe White's only making seven million dollars. And mm-hmm. the the question yeah, becomes, the balance, the money is tough. The yeah. question becomes, how are you going to balance that money? And I yeah. I think when you when you look at what they have, I just don't know that there's a there's a legitimate Jordan Clarkson trade to be made there because yeah. now you're in a situation where that doesn't necessarily work in the go the beauty of the gobert to chicago trade was you had all the right pieces in all the right places making all the right money yeah and that's not the case anymore 
And the bigger issue now is the Chicago Bulls have become very top heavy mm-hmm. on this on the, on their cap. You well, look that's at, their problem overall on the floor too. Not to cut you off there, but yeah. like, aren't they? Isn't that the primary issue? Like, you have Demar, but he's getting older. Zach Levine has been injury prone, and you haven't had enough to really contend in the playoffs. And you're going to pay Nikola Vucevic to be a part time player. You're yeah. going to pay him twenty two million, which bucks is rough on its own because you have to be better defensively. Yeah. So I I think when you when you look at where this roster is. It's just really surprising to me that you still have Conley and Clarkson on this roster, frankly. And yeah. I, I think, I think, can I, and the other people have mentioned it, I, I think it is, it is going to be interesting to see what the Bulls, the Sixers, the Lakers, frankly, I think the Dallas Mavericks are far from done. I think yes. they would like to add far more. So yes. We'll, we'll see what that looks like. Jeff Johnson, good morning to you. Morning, boys. Uh, coming at you live, fixing a toilet in the heart of Cougar Nation. Let's there go. There you go. There you go. My man, Jeff, what's, good what's, to see what's you. The, uh, what's the feel down in Provo, man? What's the, what's the vibe? What are people feeling? Well, the feel down in Provo got a lot better yesterday, um, and that is because BYU is going to lead football at 50% by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Download the Papa Murphy's app. Order your pizza. You can order it at 10 o'clock and say, hey, I'm not going to pick that up till 5 o'clock. You'll walk in the door. It's going to be fresh and ready. Make sure you click the box and get the, the take and bake chocolate chip cookie dough. <laughs> so good. Oh, contraire, my frere, mon frere guy, Pepe yeah. Le Pew. Right, yeah. You put those cookies on the smoker and you're good to go. You too can have the greatest <laughs> night of your life. <laughs> Um, I don't know. The the cookie the take and bake chocolate chip cookie dough at, at Papa Murphy's is amazing. Yeah. Um make sure that you order pizza with barbecue sauce on it. That's what us real men yeah, do. Yeah, barbecue sauce and pineapple, you feel me? Damn it. Uh Papa Murphy's app, download it today. Use the promo code Monty25, M-O-N-T-Y Monty25 for 25% off your order of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Obviously, the biggest story uh, is injuries in uh, Utah college football. The bad news is Brand Keithy's out for the year at Utah. Um, I think we all knew this as soon as we saw it Saturday. It was a gnarly injury. Yeah. Torn knee ligaments is the assumption. Uh, they don't release specifics of injuries at Utah. Brand Keithy done for the year. And the interesting comment out of Kyle Whittingham yesterday was Witt talking about maybe Keithy's not done. The big downer from the game was Brent Keithy. You know, he's lost for the season, and uh, that's a, a big blow to our offense. He was a, a huge part of uh, what we do offensively, but but uh, we'll have to have guys step up and, and pick up the slack. Uh, means an opportunity for Thomas Yasmin, uh, Munir McLean, uh, you know, just uh, Landon uh, Ken- Kendall, and, or Logan Kendall, and so they've got to uh, pick it up, and we'll miss him. And he's a great leader, great person. Uh, it breaks your heart to see something like that happen to a senior. Uh, silver lining, if there is one, uh, he's inside the the five games. Uh, you know, you get four games to redshirt. He did have a redshirt year. So if he chooses and wants the opportunity to come back next season, that's available to him. Could Brand Keithy redshirt and come back next season? Man, I find that hard to believe. 
That's another year. He should have gone out after last year, obviously. You know the risk-reward quotient here. Mm-hmm. If you're Brand Keithy, are you coming back to the Utes or going to the National Football I mean, I League? Think, yeah, I mean, I think this is pretty straightforward. I mean, you have, you have a major knee injury. Not that modern medicine can't fix that for you because obviously it can. Sure. I would be going to the league. I mean, I just don't think that it's worth your time or effort and energy to go back, but he'll make his decision. And then there is BYU. BYU versus Utah State Thursday night. Uh, you already know that uh, BYU is a 24-and-a-half-point favorite. I to thought be- you said they were like a 100-point favorite. No, BYU is a 24-and-a-half-point favorite. On the new skin radio network. Over the wagon wheel, MFers and Logan uh, <laughs> taking down the wagon wheel here on BYU TV. 24-and-a-half-point uh, favorite. Maybe they cover because... Gunnar Romney is going to be back Thursday night against Utah State. This is a huge ad. Obviously, Puka Nakua will not be back Thursday night Yeah. Uh, after re-injuring that ankle. But this is a big pickup, Jake. What does Gunnar Romney mean to the BYU offense? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we've been talking about, you know, like yesterday on the show, we talked about how they were limited with their weapons and the run game was really hurting them. So, to you know, the fact that he'll be available and you're, you, you may, you know, get – get a big player or two out of him I think it's huge but what I'm again my biggest concern here with this Utah State you know game is injuries I mean I, I like you know you like example Puka comes back for one game and then he re-injures it like that's what you're trying to avoid here Puka cool. yeah and I think that that BYU. BYU can't can't absorb you know just endless injuries you can't you need these guys his name is Puka and he plays at BYU um I don't know. Anyway, the point is, uh, I agree. You, you, Gunnar Romney's a huge addition to this offense. I think what you got from Cosper, what you, you, you know, obviously the run game got a huge upgrade. Like now you need momentum. Obviously you hung in there, you beat Wyoming. Now you got to take that next step forward and you've got to throttle Utah State. BYU without Puka uh, are favored by 24 and a half points. Um, that's a huge number. Yeah. Again, two days away. Do they cover? Does BYU no cover the twenty-four no. and a half? Not on a Thursday night without Puka. Yeah, not on a Thursday night. His name is Puka Nakua. Uh, anyway, the point is, uh, yeah, they're covering that twenty-four and a half. Uh, maybe sometime next year they'll cover it because it won't be Thursday night. Uh, <laughs> Utah State's getting inside that um, inside that twenty-four and a half, but I think obviously. You have a lot of reasons to be enthusiastic, to be excited, and I, I think when you look at what this does to the throw game, obviously this makes Jaron the better player. This makes him a more able quarterback. This gives him more weapons. Yeah. This allows you to open up things. Hopefully Gunner's, you know, hopefully he's healthy. A lacerated kidney is nothing to play with, right? Yeah. Kidney infections, kidney problems, my God. Yeah. They are just not good Yeah. at all on any level. So my point is, hopefully Gunner's back, and he's the Gunner that we all know and, and enjoy watching. Yeah, makes Jaron better, makes the run game better. Because again, if you can continue to get production behind, you know, behind Jaron, this is a good offense now. And I think with what Cosper gave you, what Cody Epps gave you, um, it would be nice to see Chase Roberts get back on the field and yes. be that guy that you hope for. Like, you got to start becoming what you are offensively. Because you've got Arkansas and Notre Dame coming up, and those are no cupcakes. Yeah. I think that game in a couple of weeks in Las Vegas, good Lord. Big deal. Got to be healthy. Absolutely a big deal. Football 50% presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. 
Let's talk about the big show, the National Football League. Um, the Tampa Bay Bucks are relocating to Miami because Hurricane Ian is wreaking havoc it's already on the state of Florida. Look at Miami. Did you? I don't know if you guys saw the news this morning all over the tweet machine uh, where like manhole covers are floating up out of the ground. Are, because, is that not intimidating if you're in Miami? Oh, dude. Like I would be like, all right, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you guys later. I'm gonna go ahead and pack the car up and uh, head north. And again, this is not the eye of the storm. Yeah, this is what they call the storm surge. All that rain that comes to land before the storm actually, you know, hits hits the yes. eye of the storm. Yes. And if you look yes. at that storm twisting, what's going to happen is it's going to curl up the Gulf Coast of Florida. And it is going to make landfall in Tampa. Yeah. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are moving south. They will now take over the Miami Dolphins facility. The Dolphins play on Thursday on the road. Their facility is open. The Tampa Bay Bucks will take over in Miami. But Jake, again, I just always ask this question when we see hurricanes. Do you want a hurricane? Do you want a tornado? Or do you want an earthquake? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to go earthquake, bro, because you're at least, you know, your stuff's not like 10 miles away or under like 50 feet of water. Okay, so the water makes your stuff mold and smell bad. The tornado throws your stuff all over the neighborhood and you're never going to get it back in your your little small Honda Civic CRV yeah. with a shopping cart aftermarket wing on the trunk lid. Yeah. It's going to be in, you know, Jimmy and Karen's it's gonna tree. It's going to be in Yeah, it's going to be capitulating into a tree. Um, and my point is, I'll take an earthquake. Because at least if, you know, there's a hole in my floor, you know, I know where my stuff fell. Yeah. I'll take an and earthquake. I can just go down there in that hole and dig it out. I just say tornadoes as a kid terrified me. Yeah. I spent more than five nights in a bathtub sleeping because Gnarly. there were tornadoes around northern Illinois. Nah, I'm fine. I'm good. I'll nah, take an I'm earthquake. Um, what is this dude to your boy, TB12? I mean, him and Giselle's Bunchton have been apparently, did you hear this news, separated for over a month. Damn. Over a month. Dude, that's a long time. Oof. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, obviously Tom's going to figure it out. I, 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 you know, they're going to do the best they you can. You mean Tommy? Tommy. 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 Uh, talking with Raphael Podcast says, I love the news bar below. The uh, ticker? Yes, the proper nomenclature is the ticker. It's been there since we put up this new setup, though. You know. Uh, Marlon Shaw says, hurricanes you can uh, prepare for. Hello. Big plus. Yeah. Uh, it gives us a $2 that's, tip That's actually that. a fair point. Yeah. You know. Uh, Wings of Gumby says, how about an earthquake in a high-rise building? Well, now, why would you bring that up? Um, that's terrifying. Nah, I'm fine. Not, you know, can I what, just... What about yeah. a... What's worse, an earthquake in a high-rise or a fire in a high-rise? Um, I've seen... Have you ever heard the movie The Towering Inferno? No. You've never heard no, of that. Never heard of that. You probably is weren't this even some like eighties classic that you're oh, going to crucify me for? I think it's like a for. late seventies classic. Yeah, uh, I think I'd rather have neither. Yeah, can I just pass on both? You know, uh, Brett Burnett says Jizzy has been called out by Tom. She basically forced him out of retirement. Jizzy, Jizzy. Uh, Zayman says an earthquake in the Gulf may not be the best with tsunami potential for Florida. Excellent okay. point, sir. Okay, I don't. Does Florida have earthquakes? Jesus, I don't want to know that Florida has earthquakes. No, I don't think it does. I, my God, uh, Jeff Johnson says, "Growing up in SoCal, another earthquake is just another Tuesday." 
I remember tons while in class, then getting right back without skipping a beat. All right, back to trigonometry. Yeah, get your rulers out. All right, earthquakes over. Pythagorean theory, triangle, isosceles, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, can you get your Texas calculator out? Yeah, Texas instruments and, and stuff. stuff. Uh, let's see. James Knight says, how's the weather in Salt Lake at this time of year, guys? We're just coming out of winter here. It's gorgy. It'll be uh, middle 80s today with sunshine. You know, yeah. it's fine. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour uh, on the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. No one goes all in on made-from-scratch freshness like Papa Murphy's. We go all in on quality. All in on craft. And on the Triple Pep Pizza, we go all in on pepperoni. Because when you go all in, people notice. Go all in with a limited time triple pep pizza. Topped with three types of pepperoni for just $11.99. Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza. The triple pep. I had a good argument on Twitter yesterday with a guy who said, yes, you. Bro. You, what? What are you doing right now? What do you mean? You're, you, you're I'm serious. Waiting. I'm, waiting you're for this, serious. I'm waiting for the secret Nike Air Jordan 1 low drop to the happen. The secret classified you know, so if you thought about it, it's declassified, so you should have access. But the classified shoe drop apparently is what you're doing right now. Yes, because they're not telling us what us. that secret shoe drop is. Uh-huh. Because Michael Jordan just likes to be a jerk about it. Right. So you have to get a little crazy, crazy, quick, wah, wah, uh, and okay. hope for the best on these Jordan drops. So as I sit here, it's 8 o'clock, and every day at 8 o'clock Mountain Time, um, you turn on the Monty Show brought to you by the Advocates. Uh, UtahAdvocates.com uh, on BYU TV uh, because that's where you go when you uh, are in an accident. Uh, in all seriousness, the Advocates are the best in the business for one reason and one reason only. They will fight for you like they're fighting for themselves. They are your advocate. That's why they called their firm The Advocates. Because they advocate for you. Because when you've been in an accident, it's a very difficult time of your life. Hey, are you able to battle some insurance company or some insurance adjuster who you know says he's only going to give you 100 bucks when you should get a million? That happens every day in this country. Do you understand that major insurance companies do not want to pay you a penny more than you will make them pay you? Because they know that if you don't have an attorney... They're going to take advantage of you. Don't let that happen. It's not your fault you were in an accident. You deserve to be made whole again, and that's why you go to utahadvocates.com. There's no retainers. Your consultations are free. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case. That's the best part of it all. You concentrate on getting healthy. They concentrate on getting you paid at the advocates. utahadvocates.com. Chat with them online utahadvocates.com. Yeah, so my point is all these Jordan drops that we're waiting for, every week in September, they've released like a super fly awesomeness. Go crazy, super rare, $8,000 shoe and runner. Stuff. And they haven't done it yet this week. And mm -hmm. they have teased us. They have teased us as though they were a six-foot blonde. And they have not released it yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just over here like, oh, what got dropped today? But Mrs. Me? Monty should be all about this uh, Air Max One. Eh, she, ain't, she ain't about that Air Max One life. Tour Yellow that was released today. That sh you don't like Damn, oh, she man. shut it down. Dude, she has got terrible taste. She in shut it, it down, Admittedly, bro. she has terrible taste in shoes. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, she doesn't She doesn't understand it. And um, that's why her first name's Puka. Uh, you know, so 
It is what it is. She actually has very good taste in shoes, um, as is displayed by her shoe today. Find her uh, on Twitter, Mrs. Mrs. B. Monty, on Instagram, and uh, Mrs. Monty Show on Twitter. She'll actually post a picture of her shoes on her Twitter account right now so that you can see them. And they are amazing. Um, the biggest stories in sports this morning, uh, I don't think there's any doubt that it is uh, Utah Jazz Media Day yesterday was less than stellar. And, uh-huh. you know, as, a, as jazz fans, I wonder your thoughts on this. Um, you know, like, I, 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 I'm not immune to, to the fact that people are, are worn out on the jazz making mistakes. Uh-huh. And we yeah. hear that a lot, like, hey, let's be positive. Let's look at – but I don't know that that does justice to people who are here to talk jazz basketball and really want to know, like, hey, who are they going to trade? Are they going to trade? Can we trust Danny Ainge? Like, are is this a playoff team this year? Like, those are all legitimate, real questions, I totally. think, Jake. And when you see the way that the jazz have operated, all the way back to that jersey release, not getting a new TV deal – uh, continuing to struggle with their radio deal. Why is their ra- why are their games not on KSL radio? I have no idea. Um, but you continue to see their struggles in executing basic business functions in the NBA. Yeah, and it does give me pause about their viability as a as an organization. Yeah, and, and my biggest thing here is is just execution, man. Like I, I just you know when we talked about this before, we kind of talked about the ease of which you can do a lot of this stuff. Like yesterday, what they did, and we'll get into that in a minute, but like what they did was just inexcusable because it's not difficult to do. We're not talking trigonometry and rocket science here. You know, what we're talking about is plugging a cable in the right way or setting something up the right way or making sure you have good distribution on TV, you know? And, and hey, I know, hey, they're they're in a they're in a TV deal or a distribution deal right. that expires and so they got to deal with that. Okay, I totally understand that. I I that's the nature of doing business. All right, great. But I I then is it unfair of me to expect Ryan Smith and company to have an absolute savage rollout of a new Utah Jazz TV network? Is it is it is it inappropriate for me to expect them to have, you know, just much better execution on the media front, whether it's media day or in-season pieces or or whatever, like anything that you would do around an NBA franchise, it should be at the highest level, especially because you're a tech billionaire. It would be different if you were a real estate mogul and knew nothing about media and basketball, but that's just not the case, right? Remember again, and this is me holding people accountable. What was the bill of goods that we were sold? I'm Ryan Smith. I grew up a jazz fan. I grew up in Utah. I want to carry the torch from the Millers uh, forward to championship caliber basketball. And I, by the way, I made my money in the tech industry with Qualtrics. That's essentially the bill of goods we were sold on Ryan Smith. So to me, I feel like we were told, hey, we're going to usher in this new era of jazz basketball, and that's going to come with a ton of new stuff and a ton of great things. But I feel like that hasn't quite happened yet. So I disagree with the notion that we're overly negative on the jazz. We're just talking about the state of the organization. So when yesterday happens, I'm like, hey, man, how do you have something as simple as white noise on an audio line. That's just a technical, you didn't get the job That done. is a detail that was overlooked. Like, that's not I, I, like, it's... hey, you didn't spend millions of dollars or you chose to go a different direction. That's, with all due respect, as the saying goes on the show, that's just you missing. That's just you making a mistake. So that's why I say it's not us being negative. 
I just hold them to a higher standard. I would expect an audio line not to have white noise on it. Is that too much to ask? I don't think it is. And so I guess here's, here's the question that I would ask you. Do you trust Ryan Smith to bring a championship to the Utah Jazz? Because I do. I, I, I think everything that you just said, Jake, is absolutely correct. I don't. Is this a learning curve that we're seeing? I hope so. I don't know, but I would hope so. I mean, I, I look at Ryan Smith as a guy who is clearly intelligent. This is a smart totally. guy. I look at Ryan Smith as a guy who probably didn't know what he didn't know about buying an NBA team. So what did he do? He went out and found a guy who knew how to basketball, Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge is fully in control of the basketball direction of this team. But that's the best part of the team. The worst part of this jazz organization is their business acumen. Things like white noise on your audio when you're streaming for seven hours yesterday on Media Day is wholly and completely unacceptable. The idea that you did not do more with this jersey release is wholly and completely unacceptable. The idea that you're delayed a year on your Purple Mountain uniform is completely unacceptable. But then you thought it was okay to roll that out all day at Media Day and not roll out the highlighter yellow uniform. But this goes back to my point. I look at the business acumen of this organization right now. Their TV deal is bad. Their radio deal is bad. Their jersey rollout is bad. They're not going to have a full building. They are, in my opinion, losing millions and millions and millions of dollars in merchandise alone. Why would I not be sitting here questioning the business acumen of this organization? I don't understand what they are doing. And Ryan Smith is a guy, and again, go back to the day he bought the team. I was ecstatic that Ryan Smith bought this team. He is the right guy. He's a Utah. He's a BYU alum. He's a guy that you don't have to worry about moving the team. Totally. Like his feet are cemented on the ground in the great state of Utah. In multiple sports organizations. Yes. And and again, adding RSL, um, growing the MLS footprint. Like I I just think it's it's really important. But how do we continue to get a jazz organization that continues to make missteps business-wise? How do we continue to get an organization that can't get white noise off of a feed on YouTube? We YouTube stream every day. Did we have audio issues? Yes. Did we fix them? Immediately. It's not difficult. How do you botch media day? Yeah. It's not difficult. How do you botch a jersey rollout that's worth tens of millions of dollars that your fans have shown you since you rolled that out? They've embraced it. They've absolutely embraced it. And you continue to botch it. How on earth was there not one player in a yellow jersey yesterday? It's a huge misstep. Because what that says is, you know those yellow jerseys are bad. Because believe it or not, They've actually grown on me. Do I like them as much as the purple? No. The black? No. The white? Well, yeah, everybody likes everything more than those white jerseys. But they've actually grown on me. And I see fans wearing yellow, yet I don't see players or personnel wearing yellow. It's a huge business misstep. It's cost you millions of dollars now. And yet it seems like Ryan Smith and the business guys in the Jazz organization aren't learning from their mistakes. They're being penny wise, 
and pound foolish. They're not spending money and they're cutting off their nose simply to spite their face. When you can't live stream without an issue, that's not incompetence. Know-how's not the problem. Execution's the problem. Yeah. That's what we saw a lack of yesterday, yes. Yes. and it continues a trend. You know how to do this right, but you're simply not. You know how to do radio right. You're simply not. You know how to do TV right. You're simply not. You know how to do video content creation 365. You simply are not. Yeah. You're making choices not to do things. And it plays into this thing of, well, why did you bring in a minority owner and a group, a conglomerate that is only in business to seed fund new franchises? Yep. Why did you do that? Well, that clearly wasn't to bring a cash influx in to the jazz because we haven't seen that. And by the way, behind the scenes, tens of millions of dollars are being dumped into the arena right now to get it ready for the all-star game. Are you going to have an all-star representing this team in that, in that event? My guess is it's Colin Sexton. That'd be my guess. Or JC if he's here. Eh, it's going to be Colin Sexton. I, I think Jordan Clarkson, he's a maybe. If 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 Colin Sexton's ready, and by all accounts he is, he's an all-star caliber player. Yeah. He's an all-star caliber player. So the point is, that's what we're frustrated about. Yeah, that's kind of where we're living here on the Monty Show is we talk Utah Jazz basketball presented by TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Anytime we're talking jazz on this show uh, from here to four, you know that it is presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. Uh, get off the hamster wheel when you're looking for that side hustle, friends. TridayTrading.com slash Monty presents Utah Jazz basketball on the Monty Show. Enough of us, more of you. Let's get your comments in here. Um Carlin LeFevre. Carlin, I think you're new to the show. Welcome, my friend. It was frustrating to see that they didn't do the media day wearing the new uniforms. They know they suck. Ooh. It's I mean Ow. As yeah, a fan, as a fan, I gotta tell you, yeah, I would agree with you on that. And I think it's so obvious because that's the message they send. And in in, you know, I, I don't know if they know that or not. I mean, obviously, it was intentional that none of the guys were wearing yellow uniforms. That much is very Very clear. intentional. Very intentional. But do they understand that that sends a clear message? Do they understand that people oh, are going to notice come that? On. Like, you but, have to. But I think you have to ask that question. I'm not 100% confident that you know the ramifications. You really think uh, Ryan yes, Smith doesn't recognize I, that? I have to question it now. Oh, man. I have to question it. I'm not, Again, and feel free in the comments. Roast me if you want. I, again, I don't feel like... It's out of the realm of possibility no that it, they're missing that piece. No way. They're, you think that was understand. just an oversight? No, no. They understand. Here's what, here's what I don't think they understand. So they get that people don't like the yellow uniform. But what they don't understand is that by simply just not wearing the yellow uniform, they think that people are just going to, like, it's just, you know, people aren't going to recognize that or they're not going to, you know, I like think, the fan base isn't going to realize that. I think what you have to do, whether you like the yellow or not, if you're the Utah Jazz, no matter what fans think, you have to it's say, hey, sand, these, are the, these are the best uniforms in the NBA. Yes. Look at these great yellow uniforms. Look at these awful putrid practice jerseys that are the white uniforms we're going to wear. These things are amazing. They're the best white uniforms in the NBA. Yeah. You have to do that. Yeah, absolutely. You I agree. To just go full embrace mode. You and have I know to. that 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 sucks, but I think that that's the price you pay when you do things like three day planning sessions on a jersey rollout, and then it doesn't get executed the right way. Like again, with all due respect, I'm not sitting here trying to hate on the organization, but this is what's presented to us. So this is what I have to work with. That's why I question it. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. Black Lives Matter says, do you, wait, do you, do jazz fans think they aren't tanking? Cause that's exactly what's going on. I think if you think this team's tanking, you're not paying attention. Yeah. Because they're not doing anything that would make you think they're tanking. Yeah. Because if they were tanking, they would not have a veteran on this roster. If they were tanking, they wouldn't have done the Don deal the way they did the Don deal. They would yeah. have done the Nick deal. The Nick deal is far more tanking. You took back Colin Sexton and Lori Markkinen for Donovan Mitchell. Why Lori Markkinen has no place on a tanking team. What like why would you do and you haven't traded Mike Conley or Jordan Clarkson? They're and, not tanking, bro. And by the way, if you're tanking, do you give away Boyan Bogdanovich? Do you just simply for Kelly Olinick? Do you just give him away if you're you don't you're not trying to get draft picks? Because you're tanking, clearly you're saying they're trying to get, you know, VW. If you're tanking, you're not doing those things. And if you're tanking, um, you do not, um, in my opinion, just my opinion, and you do not have your president of basketball operations, Danny Ainge, sit up on a dais and say, I'm too old for that. Yeah. Because he straight up sat up there and said, I'm too old for that. And if you listen to what he told Craig Bowlerjack in that stage completely homerism interview, um, where he talked about 16 years of mediocrity, is this what guys who are tanking say? The reality is, is, is we've had 16 years of, I wouldn't, it's better than mediocrity.